Did you know that Iceland does not have a public railway system? We've got all sorts of fun, interesting information and more coming up. We got lots of info. Let's rock and roll. It's Digital with Rhino. Hello and welcome to this episode of Did You Know with Rhino. In case you didn't know, I'm Rhino. This is my show. I know exactly what you're thinking. What if they have a subway system? Wouldn't that, you know, break the ice? Yes, folks, here at Did You Know with Rhino, we have lots of fun and excitement and adventures, and you might even learn something. Yes, this is the podcast all about pop culture. We even talk about some random amazing facts about history. We even talk about stuff like uh, biology. We even talk about random facts about Ancology, neology, orology, ufology, and all sorts of other things that might end with a G or a Y. And in today's episode, we're going to be hanging out with our special guest, the one and only Chris Pirelli. Hey, man. How's it going? It's going great. How are you, man? I am doing quite well. Um, earlier today I had these people who were doing like donuts in my neighbor's yard. I couldn't figure out why my, my, my neighbors had planted some random trees, um, out there, just little random things inside planters. And the people doing donuts were actually like lawn maintenance people riding on their lawnmowers, but there was, it was arranged so that they had to kind of go in and out around them. It was the weirdest thing ever. I was going to say, I was like, who's, who's doing donuts in the parking area in the, the lawn? Like, what are they using? Like, go-karts? Just, like, just a lawnmower. It's just very strange. So now there's probably a bunch of circles all over their yard around the trees that just makes it look very, like, how do I put this? Cornfield, alien, mazy type thing? It would, um, except for the rest of their grass also looks really bad. So it Got kind it. of all matches together in the same like amalgam so it all just looks like a hodgepodge of, of nonsense I, exactly uh so what sort of things have you been doing lately to um to keep yourself occupied um i've been doing a lot of uh movie watching and uh tv watching because you know keeping myself safe not going too many places uh i, I recently have watched every season of the simpsons so that there was like 30 something of those. Yes, there was. I started it when we first got let go. And then I've been there for ever since. So that, that has been a quite a journey. Uh, and then I uh, recently just finished uh, big bang theory as well, which and a lot of people are kind of on the, on the fence about some hate it. Some don't like it. And some love that show. So it's very odd. For me, I think it's, it's filled with a bunch of really fun moments. And then um, some like, self-deprecating nerd bashing yeah so as a fan of aquaman when the episode came out and they were all making fun of um aquaman i just i didn't like that episode because <laughs> it kind of like triggered of, my responses one of my good friends um he doesn't like the series at all because he thinks it kind of glorifies the whole comic book culture um in a sense that like it's all a bunch of just nerds quote unquote um, and stuff like that when like because he used to work at a, uh, a comic book shop in California and he said it, it's nothing like it is on that show but like once that show kind of took off that comic book shop was busy all the time and it was just a bunch of people who were only there because of that show so yeah well, I, I see it but I thought about making a journey out to Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash over in New Jersey but it it it's too far away. <laughs> uh, Jersey's Jersey's a trip, and so I, I'd much rather go to my local place or just get things digitally. Which, if I say I buy digital comment comics, that's another trigger for some people. Yeah, that's sacrilegious to a lot of people. But They're like, no, you need to have it. Okay. They're in the belief that you still need to bag and board everything for a collector's item because that was a mentality in the '90s. And then the 90s basically threw up a whole bunch of comics at people just with random splash pages of 
beautiful art with like zero value and people were just eating them up monetarily and they're eventually going to sell them. But if everyone has them, then who are you going to sell them to? Right. Exactly. Like you have so many and now it's just who wants them? No one. So you'll be collecting just for the sake of having a collection that keeps on going. Unless it happens to be something like the entire series was never found again. And then in some guy's basement, they find the whole series from one to, you know, whatever it is. Yep. And the only way that's ever going to actually worth something if they make so many of it. And those moments are few and far in between. So you, you hope you have one of those, but otherwise you just enjoy the ride. But for me, I enjoy the stories. So I get what I like. I read what I like and I move on. Yeah, that's what a lot of people, that's what a lot of people I've heard, like, talk about, like, you know, it, you got your stereotypical, like, superheroes, but you also have a lot of people that read stuff that they like and they enjoy. Like, some people like Batman and Robin, some people just like Batman, some people like Superman, some people like Justice League, some people like the Avengers, and some people, you know, it's all over the place, but people like what they like, and you can't fault them for having their, their you know, what they like. Exactly. Well, you had recommended a long time ago that I get into Parks and Rec. Oh, I love that show. So, so great. So we started it about two weeks ago and are now at the beginning of season five. Okay. Where Leslie kind of is hanging out in Washington. Is this when she's hanging out in Washington with Ben? Yes, because Ben is doing a lot of Washington candidate stuff. Got it. Okay. So he's working with the candidate. Okay. Just want to make sure I don't like spoil anything for you yeah. or anything like that. Oh yeah. So, so that's where <laughs> I'm at right now. Got it. The, the first five episodes are, are almost garbage, but episode six pushes it forward. So you really want to start season two and then about four episodes into season two. It's like, are you, are you still watching this? Yes. Netflix. I am. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, when I was first told about Parks and Rec, they always told me, like, it's a struggle to get through the first six episodes because they're just those were their pilot episodes where they were just kind of like, is everyone going to like this? And it's so hard to watch because of what the series has turned into. You're just like, oh, this is so bad. This is so hard to watch. But then you get through them and you're like, OK, this gets so much better. And, and you need to watch them because of the character development. Right. So it. It, it, if you were to start at season two, you'd almost have to go back because you would feel like you'd miss something. Right. Yeah. Like, it, unless you have that good friend who can tell you about the characters without ruining anything for you. Yeah. Which is what happened to me. Like, I started at season two and my friend was able to tell me who these characters were, like, what their background story is, and then just moved forward. And then once I got through, I think it was like season four. I watched those first six episodes just to be like, okay, let me make sure I know everything. Which, how many other shows like that have you um, like binge watched or gotten into because of friend recommendations? Um, so there's two that I've uh, recently uh, watched, I guess, within the last year. Um, and one of them was Big Mouth, um, and the other one was Letterkenny. And both of those were recommended to me by uh, a good friend of mine. And we watched the entire first season of Le- of um, Big Mouth together one night when we were hanging out. And then I was like, this show is great. This is fantastic. And I kept watching it when I got home that night. And I was like, oh, my God, it's great. Um, and it, it's, a, it's a very, how do I put this, uh, mature rating on it. Yeah, it, it's a bit <laughs> raunchy and a lot of the subject matter is about kids going through puberty. Yes. It's pretty good, though, because like if you think about like that time of when you were that age and all this stuff was happening, it's kind of funny to watch it and be like, okay, this is this is kind of funny. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a di- it, it different all makes spin, sense. but it's hilarious. Yep. yep. And then Letterkenny, oh, man. Letterkenny is just... I don't know how to quite describe it. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I have not. Um, but... Uh, it, it's it's kind of set as like a it's a Canadian like sitcom basically so it was, it was made in Canada and it basically revolves around a family of farmers so or a family of farmers so there's three of them uh, two brothers and a sister and then they're one of their best friends and they just a whole bunch of nonsense and it, it's just hilarious like the whole first episode is um, 
basically revolves around the main character's uh, ex is dating another guy, and he tells everyone he stopped fighting because like he's not in the mood to fight anybody anymore. And then, spoiler, at the end of the season, the end of the episode, he punches his new or his ex girlfriend's new boyfriend because he was making fun of somebody. So it's just it's nonsense. It's hilarious. If you like Canadian humor, highly recommend it. Right on. It's just it's funny. It's got like hockey players in it. It's got uh, farmers in it. It's got um, like like skids. So like guys on drugs and stuff like that. And it has a preacher in it who who's gay, which is absolutely hilarious. Um, so it's really funny to watch. I'll have to put it on my list of things to check out. I was uh, recently revisiting the IT crowd. The IT crowd. Yeah, the, the IT crowd is a, a British uh, sitcom, and it takes place in a uh, in a business is like a corporate's IT um, center, which is basically uh, two nerds in the basement. And it's about their hijinks when they have a new manager for their department, and she has no idea about anything relating to the IT world. And it's about all the, the silly, stupid things that they do and get called for. Like the, the one guy, he just, anytime he answers the phone, he says, have you, hello, this is IT. Have you tried turning it off and on again? Okay, cool. Thank you. And he clicks up. So it's just, it's silly stuff like that. And it's just how they react to the dumbest things ever. They even did a pirating ad um, inside one of their episodes, like like the anti piracy stuff, like, right? Like, would you, would you steal a car? Would you steal an officer's hat? Would you take a dump in the officer's hat and then give it to its wife? You wouldn't do that. So why would you steal this DVD? <laughs> it's it's funny you say that because there's a there's a Simpsons episode that kind of like runs parallel with that theme. Like they're like Homer comes into pirating movies and something, and he's he's showing movies in his backyard because he was sick of going to the movie theater. And then like the FBI or the CIA get involved with it, and it, it just turns out Marge was the one who um, called the CIA and was like, "I stole. Uh, we downloaded movies and we were watching them, but I figured I'd send you money anyway. So here's your money." She sent that to like the production company, and the production company called the FBI and sent them to the house. Yikes! So it's, it's kind of funny because in like the entire time they like there were a few parts where well to pirate a movie you have to and then they would cut away to like a NASCAR clip and it would just be like a NASCAR race going around a map and like they would cut back and it was just well see how simple that was so, so like they were like telling you how to do it but not telling you how to do it <laughs> so it's kind of funny that's great and was this one of the episodes that you've watched multiple times or or is it just kind of like a one and done sort of episode. Oh, it was a one and done episode. Yeah, there there was a few episodes of The Simpsons that I watched. I always watched the um, uh, the Treehouse of Horror episodes more than once, especially oh, sure. when they're on the seasons, because there's so much going on in them that you have to like make sure you see it all. So those are always the ones where, as soon as I know it comes on, I watch it twice. Whereas the other, other ones... episodes were just a one and done. Gotcha. Well, I think now it's time for us to get into our first segment here on the podcast called uh, Ryan O and the Mailbox of Doom. This is where we open up the mailbox and try not to get run over by a giant boulder while we find some answers to some questions. So you may have noticed that uh, I've been asking many, many questions all over different forms of social media to try to get some answers from the audience. And... um, one of the questions that I asked recently was, what is a movie that people have rewatched multiple and multiple times? So what I'm going to do is uh, list a few, and then we'll, we'll talk about some of those, and then towards the end, give our answers. How's that? That sounds good to me. So right now, let's see. Um, I've got uh, The Lion King. Uh okay. Uh, Forrest Gump and The Princess Bride. Those are a couple of them. Okay, so I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but I have never seen The Princess Bride. Not once. But you've and probably seen everything and heard everything about it, right? Yes, correct. Yes. So you've you've had people tell you the story of it anyways. Yes. So, yeah, so- and I know a lot of scenes that have to go along with that movie. 
So since you know about Inigo Montoya and about how some dude killed his father, prepare to die. Be prepared. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so you're good. As long as you know all the jokes, it's it's not too crazy. Uh, let's see. We got um, Twister, Wizard of Oz, and Heavyweights. Oh, Heavyweights. What a classic. It, it's uh, Ben Stiller at some of his early Stillerness. Yeah, that was that was early Ben Stiller movie, wasn't it? Like that was one of his first movies. Yeah, that was uh, right right around Happy Gilmore. Oh, okay. So he was, and then um, Cable Guy was happening around the same time too. Oh, Cable Guy! So it's him at his earliest. Uh, let's see what else we got here. We got um Jurassic Park, Garden State, and The Parent Trap. Garden State. That's a that's a different one. Yeah, Zach Braff. On that list, it it's it's a it's a good movie. It's just I wouldn't say I've watched it multiple times. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, we get a uh, Top Gun, Dumb and Dumber, and The Goonies. Okay. Mm, Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, the nope. day after tomorrow. Is that the one? Where the, the whole planet gets like frozen over. Yeah, with or Dennis Quaid like, and Jake Gyllenhaal. Dennis Quaid. That's who it was. I couldn't think of it. It was Jake Gyllenhaal. I couldn't. It was him or um, I was thinking of uh, who played Spider-Man in the early. Elijah. Nope. The early Spider-Mans. Oh, my God. I'm blanking on his name. Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire. Yes. Okay. Nice. Yeah, it was. Um, It also didn't really have that many more big names into it. It was. Mostly those two chewing up CG scenery. Yeah. Let's see, yeah, we... you get stuck in like a like a library, right? The New York State Library. Yeah. Or New York Public Library. And they were burning books to keep warm. Yep. Which is ridiculous and awesome. Um. So also on this list, we've got Clue. Ooh. It's a Wonderful Life and The Wizard of Oz. Let's see, someone's got a. Ernest Scared Stupid. Yikes. Back to the Future and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We also got a 13 going on 30, Shrek, and Spaceballs. Oh, classic. And then finally, um, Sweet Home Alabama and Glorious Bastards and Gone with the Wind. All right. Okay. So there's a lot of ranges of movies that everyone has watched. Yeah, it's and it all depends on their 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 age and what normally shows up on television because around um Christmas you normally get uh Christmas story, Wizard of Oz, It's a Wonderful Life, White Christmas, and then other parts of the year um you'll get like Groundhog's Day on a continuous loop. Right. And certain stations like, have different access to different movies during the t- during the year, so there's that. Right, and then s- some people will watch Elf in the middle of July because well, I don't know why. Yep, I, I guess it brings them that holiday cheer feeling that they that they love and appreciate. Yeah. So, uh, what movie would you say that you've seen the most? Um, there's a handful of them. Okay. Uh, I, I probably have to go with uh, the, um, Fast and the Furious because for some reason, I just I I hate that I love that franchise. <laughs> like the entire like I hate it. Like I enjoy those movies. I can put them on, enjoy them at any time, and like it, it's just it's good fun. But like I the first one the first one I've seen so many times. It, it I can practically quote it. Um, and then oh, another one has got to be Zoolander because I don't I love that movie. Well, that one fantastic. when when we were uh, a tiny bit younger, um, it was on Comedy Central on repeat, like like weekly. Yep, it was on like eight o'clock every Friday night because they had nothing better to play. Yeah, it it was that one and Def Jam's How to Be a Player and Friday yep. and yep. Oh man. Rat race, I think, was also a Rat on Race. Yeah. Rat race. Yeah. I those two were probably the most like that I've seen. Like I can probably put in a good like fifteen, twenty 
25 check marks next to them. Oh, sure. About how many times I've seen those. Like on the on the lower end of the spectrum, you're probably looking at uh, probably Goodfellas, Casino. Those are just classics. And my, my dad showed me those movies when I was a kid, and those were just fantastic. Yeah. Now, are those comfort movies or just things that you've just happened to see multiple times? Oh, no, those are comfort movies. Like, if I know it's on TV or if I know it's on a streaming service, I am going right for it. Like, as, like, a, a background. If I'm not doing anything, it's to watch. It's not really more of a background music, like, or background movie type situation. Yeah. Like, it's a watch for sure. Right on. As for myself, um, there are three movies that, that come to mind. Um, number one is... Tomorrow Never Dies, the James Bond film. Ah, uh, yes. Because that one was on TNT like once a week during the summers um, when I was a, a young lad. So it, it slowly became my favorite James Bond movie. That was the one uh, with the uh, the guy who was the newspaper editor, right? Yes. Um, he tried to start World War Three between America and China, or, or British, Britain in China, one of the two. Um, and it had Terry Hatcher in it and uh, a giant s- submarine that was kind of invisible. Right, and that's how they were able to to try and quote-unquote start that war because they were using the invisible submarine to like kill another submarine with that country's weapons. Exactly. And then it became very suspicious because he was the first one with um, access to all the information, but his m- main goal was to have exclusive broadcasting rights in China for the next 30 something years. That's right. That was oh, his well, big his, thing. Elliot Carver. That yes. was his name, right? Yeah. I was like, I was Elliot something. I can't think of his last name. Elliot Carver. Yep. Elliot Carver. And, uh, and then there was Terry Hatcher. Yeah, it was. And then the remote controlled SUV. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was, his gadgets. His gadgets are very interesting. They're amazing. So if I need to see a James Bond film, that's the one that I go to because Casino Royale is too long. Right. Casino Royale isn't like your stereotypical Bond film, though. Like, you know, you think of when you think of James Bond, you think of so much action packed into one like small movie. But Casino Royale is a very like methodical, like just good movie. And and I've learned from watching it um, back to back that Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace work really well if they're watched together because you, you basically get the movie part one, which is a very long part one, and then a short <laughs> part two. And they're, they're really nice together as a, as a long, solid story. But separate, they feel incomplete. Yeah, I, I feel like that that gap when they first released the uh, Casino Royale to when they released the next one was it was like kind of left you on your seat because the ending of Casino Royale just kind of kind of annoyed me. And they kind of were going to get me. deeper into it, but there was a writer's strike that happened, uh, and so they had to basically go with whatever was on the script and then the, improvise the rest as they were going along. So that's why there's a lot of long flowing shots in that movie. Interesting. Because action sequences are easy to film without a script. But they don't help the plot if there isn't any. Yeah. Uh, So uh, another movie that I've seen multiple times um, is White Christmas. White Christmas. Yeah, never seen it. It, It's it's pretty funny. You got uh, Bing Crosby. Um, Danny Kay, so it's an old classic, and I've seen it. I see it probably two or three times a year, usually okay. around the Christmas season. I mean, if you're not watching a Christmas movie during the holiday season, when are you watching it? <laughs> yeah, and and that's when it becomes a bit awkward. Like you can watch a, a horror movie anytime during the year, but like watching White Christmas in in March seems a bit weird. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. And then the other movie that I've seen, uh, probably more than both of those is hitch. 
Oh, I, you know, I started that movie and never finished it. Well, when I was in, in college and I was uh, basically um, only sleeping three hours a day. And that was random because I would study, then get a three hour nap and then be up some more and then get another like two hour nap. Um, what was playing in the background on a continuous loop was Hitch. So, so I basically subliminally remember every part from that movie. Yeah, I think I think I got up to the part where he got a uh, he got um, his allergic reaction. Oh sure. And I don't remember if I like if I fell asleep if I had to go somewhere, but like that's that's where I was at in that movie. Nothing that, else comes to mind. That's about ha- halfway through. Okay. Yeah, almost towards the two thirds mark because he starts singing. Um, Earth, Wind, and Fire songs when he's on Benadryl. <laughs> Which is good trips and a half. Um, right. So we're going to talk about more good trips and movie-related stuff in just a moment after a word from our sponsor. The 90s are back, people, and the best way to get prepared is to buy some scrunchies. But why would you buy some from Target where your mother-in-law, sister, or friend could get the same one? How embarrassing. When you could have a unique scrunchie of your own. From handmade scrunchies to homemade throw pillows, What's the Stitch is your one-stop shop to get everything you could want. At What's the Stitch, you can pick out the fabric or pattern you want, and she can make it just like you want it. You can check out What's the Stitch on their Instagram at What's the Stitch KP, and on Facebook at What's the Stitch KP. While you're listening to this ad, I'd like you to look down. Now look back up. Are you wearing an awesome shirt that says Team Ryan O? Or a shirt with a duck with a cup spilled over that says Party Foul? Are you also wearing a really cool button that says Did You Know with Ryan O? Or a hat that says Team Ryan O? Or I know Ryan-O? Well, if you're not doing any of those things, you should be. And you can do so by going to Zazzle.com slash store slash Did You Know with Ryan-O. That's right, folks. I have my own merchandise shop. And you can buy all sorts of amazing awesomeness pertaining to this podcast and show your love by once again going to Zazzle.com slash store slash Did You Know with Ryan-O. Wear it. Share it. Love it. And now back to our show. Did you know it? Uh, so we were talking a lot about movies that we've seen a lot. And normally there are uh, like foods that you kind of want to watch or sorry, eat while you're watching movies. But there are also some beers that I think might uh, match pretty well with specific movies. I agree. I, well, now nowadays, you can go to like those dine-in theaters now. You get a beer with your movie. It could be 9 in the morning. It could be 9 at night. You can still get a beer with your movie. It's great. And, and certain beers, as we know, match differently with uh, different beverage or sorry, different meals. Just like you would pair uh, white wine with like chicken or a red wine with, with steak. You could probably do the same thing with beers. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like, you know, when you go to like breweries and stuff like that, you, you kind of want a nice beer to go with, you know, I, I'm a sucker for a good pretzel and cheese. So I like to have a nice, like, like a German style Oktoberfest. That's always a good beer, especially for that. But, you know. So, so with, with this lovely bit, let's um, try to, let's list a movie and see if we can pair a beer to the movie. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's, let's have you pick a movie first and then we'll go with the beer from there. All right. Um, what was a, a movie I've seen recently that I've hoped you've seen? Oh, I watched war of the worlds the other day. Right on. I think I've seen the, the original the Tom one. Tom Cruise. Yeah. So the Tom, we don't do Tom Cruise one, but we can do either one. Okay. Cause they're pretty much so, the same movie. Yeah, pretty much. So. All right. So war of the worlds kind of suspenseful, Kind of dark, kind of strange. 
I have an idea. Okay. I saw this one yesterday. I saw this one yesterday when I was out and about. Uh, they they have a, a black coffee lager. Like so, it's it's kind of like lighter, but it also has that that dark, robust taste and flavor profile to it, and it also looks very dark. Okay. So I feel like that that'd be kind of interesting. Because it's not something you always think of when you think of like a coffee. You always think of a stout or a porter, but this one was just a coffee lager. Sure, I like it. Uh, for for that particular movie, I would accent on the strangeness. So I would make it a stout, um, a hoppy stout with a little bit of grapefruit added to it. Okay, it'd All be right. it'd be a confusing flavor because the movie itself was a bit confusing. Yeah, that I mean, yeah, I'm sitting here trying to picture that or taste it, and I'm just like, okay, this is this is a little interesting. Because does it does it end with a more like you know that flavor profile, or is it more hoppier? Mm, I'm gonna say it, it has a, a a hoppy, fruity note at the end. Okay, all right, I can I can deal with that. So it changes as it goes. <laughs> oh, okay. So the more you drink it, the more happier it gets. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, well, that's true. Because you start off kind of sweet and nice in that movie, and then all of a sudden, you know, things go to hell quickly. So Yeah. For, for those of you who don't know, uh, Chris and I have a long uh, history of talking uh, about beers because we've got a lot of experience of, well, drinking beers. <laughs> That just sounds like a very bad thing. <laughs> Doesn't it? But it's more of the fact that uh, we're beer connoisseurs. So uh, I, I like going out and, and trying new things. It's not that I, you know, drink drink often and, and a lot. It's that I like trying new things and trying them frequently. Yep. Right there with you. I'll try anything once. That, that's my motto. And that's why I love the, and here's a, probably that they should give me money for. I love the untapped app because it reminds me if I love a beer or not. Yeah, I, I was recently not, um, you know, rating my beers. And I've been told by multiple people I need to start rating my beers. But I know for a fact, I, if I don't like a beer, I will put a comment in saying I do not like this beer. Sure, you're not going to just but, give it a one? Or... Yeah, I'm not just giving I feel bad for the brewery. I don't want them to know about it. Well, it's not like they make money based off of their rating of their beer. That's true. That's true. But I did know someone who commented on one of their beers um, when they checked it in, and the brewery commented back, asking them if they knew what an IPA was. Oh, fair. <laughs> but also, um, you, you could make a comment about how it tasted um, a little bit off and, and and different from the last time you had it. So it could be like more information on them for improvement. True. Very true. Just an interesting way that uh, it could be seen. So a movie that I'm thinking of um, is going to be the Blues Brothers. Ooh, okay. Yep. All right. So like a little fun, upbeat comedy. Yeah, but also feels like a, a summer movie. I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good sour, and I had one um, that was a blueberry and is it blueberry and passion fruit, blueberry and strawberry. I want to say it's blueberry and strawberry. Okay. The so blueberry strawberry sour. So obviously got a little bit of tartness to it, but I mean the flavor profile was was on point with it. And like for me, you know, little name association, beer association, Blues Brothers, blueberry. Come on, why not? I, I like it. Uh, I was thinking more of a, a Chicago-styled um, lager, um, so something that that's very light. But you you also just like you were doing, just just add a tiny hint of lemon and blueberries to it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So a nice nice blueberry lemon lot. Oh, that sounds delicious, actually. So it's got those are those are great flavor to it. Right. That sounds like a great like porch drinking beer or balcony or rooftop drinking beer. I am a I'm a sucker for a good rooftop drink, so I would name it the blues mother. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what you got? Name a movie. Name another movie. Okay, so what about the John Wick movies? Have you seen any of those? Um I've I've seen enough commercials and know enough about them that I can give an accurate description. Yes. 
Okay. Yeah, because those those have been like my recent favorite franchise that's just come out, and I'm I'm trying to think of something to like drink with that because like of the premise around it. So, um, what about a red ale? Um, okay. With I don't know, kind like of a, a smooth um, aftertaste. Like a like a an Irish red, we thinking more of like an American red. Mm, definitely, I'm thinking more of like an Irish red. Okay, all right, I can see it. Nice Irish red. Well, I mean, there's a lot of you know shooting in that, so that can make sense. Yeah, I'm thinking red blood, <laughs> or um, you, you mix in like um like another stout, but make it like a, a raspberry stout. <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay. Very dark, but like fruity beer. Okay. I like it. I like it. I was leaning maybe more towards like an amber, so mm-hmm. not quite red, but um, or like maybe a little lighter, maybe a pale ale, an American pale ale. Okay. Perhaps. So like an American you know. pale amber? Yeah, pretty much. If Yeah. If we can find one of those, sign me up. And, and we could like name they, it, they see. where's my dog ale? Where's my dog ale? There it is. There it is. There it is. Oh man. Uh, let's see. Oh. Um, basically, what I'm doing is I've got an entire wall of movies to my right, and I'm just looking over and just picking a random one. Got it. So I'm Good gonna, to I'm gonna go with um, Easy A, which is the uh, Emma Stone uh, comedy. Have you seen it? I have not seen it, but I have this like schoolboy crush on Emma Stone. Okay. So I know I know of Emma Stone. So. Well, basically, I was going to make it an an APA. Okay. An okay. APA with like a coriander um, note to it. See, I, I think that she is just like you know, you know. How do I how do I put this without sounding weird? Um, adorable. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd, I'd probably have to go somewhere along the lines of like, you know, some sort of like maybe a, a fruity IPA. Okay. Like, but it's more fruit forward than it is hop forward. Yeah. So you don't get a lot of the hoppiness to it, but you get more of the fruit flavor to it. But it's got that that nice like ABV that's pretty high up there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and it's so, you, so you feel it. It'd be different than if you were watching her in The Help, where you'd want like a chocolate peanut butter stout. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Or her in, um, what did I just watch her in? La La Land. Mm-hmm. Where you'd yeah, want something like, just... have like a whiskey barrel flavor to it. Right. Or, you know, depending on, if, you know, who you are, you could also want like a nice light cider. Mm-hmm. With how much goes on in that movie. But again, it's also about jazz too, so you might just want to take something else. Yeah, I was remembering the the, the help with the um, with basically the the shit pie. Yep. And so I was like, okay, yep. well, that that sounds like a terrible name for an ale. <laughs> that I wouldn't drink it. That's nah, not true. I try it. <laughs> <laughs> you try anything at least once. Yeah, anything once. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what else you got for us? Um. So you know, since you're 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 a, a lar- you're a big comic book guy, um, so I'm I'm just gonna generalize like a, a DC comic like movie, okay, or an uh, or a Marvel comic movie. We'll just put them all together. I'm not picking sides right now because that's a whole another argument in itself. Sure, but like a so a comic book movie, you know what it's involved, you know what's happening, you know there's a lot of action. What would you go with in one of those? Mm. Like, I I feel like I feel like if you get something too heavy. You know, it, it's going to sit there with you for a while. But if you get something light, you might just drink too much of them and then not remember half the movie. Yeah. So. See, this is a tough one. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm thinking. So a, a little bit dark, but spiced, kind of like a golden ale. Okay. Um, a golden ale with like some dark notes added to it. Um whether that's with um, coffee or, or or chocolate or something like that, or um, and I would name it the 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 Dark Knight Golden Avenger. 
Okay. All right. I, I see. I was I was thinking more like you know I'm only gonna have maybe one or two of these, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because you don't you you're more involved in the movie, but you also need to be able to have something in your hand to like take a sip out of when like moments happen that you're like, oh my god. So like I'm thinking of maybe like a quad. Okay. You know, like a Belgian quad, like something kind of heavy, but like not too too like thick in a sense. Yeah. Um, but obviously you got to have some sort of like flavor to it whether it's brown sugar, some sort of fruit flavor to it. I'd probably go more of a fruit flavor to it. Um, probably, I'm trying to think of an, a clever name. I'm not going to be able to do it. But I, I'd probably put some sort of flavor with like maybe a strawberry banana. Ooh. That would, that seems like right. Yeah. Right. And you can kind of name it like something along the lines of like um, the Iron Man of the sea. Okay. See what I did? Yeah. You see what I did there? I do. I do. I dig it. <laughs> Yeah, or, um, or like the um, uh, ban- banana super friends. <laughs> but okay, yeah, okay, don't hate it. Yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to think of someone else who's yellow. Yellow, I don't got nothing. Mm-mm. Yeah, right on. I mean, there's probably there's probably like well, you got Shazam too, so you can probably do like Iron Man Shazam. Ooh, that's a good one. Yep. The, the Iron Man Shazam. There you go. Boom. Marketing geniuses over here. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, how about Weekend at Bernie's? Weekend at Bernie's? Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that seems like such like a frat boy kind of like you drink too much of a certain beer kind of movie. Yep. So clearly I'm going to go with something very, very light. So just a, your basic run-of-the-mill lager. Okay. You know. Like I, I think that's what it is. I, you have to do that. I, I think it should also have, um, uh, just a, a tiny bit of. See, I'm trying to describe a beer. So, R- R- Rogue has this special ale called the Dead Guy. Okay. So if I go on Google here, Rogue Dead Guy Ale. Trying to give like a nice review on what it is. Um, it's a mailbox style ale. It's like so German mailbox, whatever that means. So a lot of okay, yeah, malts. So a little bit malty. So like like a malty lager. <laughs> okay, okay. So so it's kind of a darker lager in a sense. Yes. Got it. Okay. Well, not quite like an amber bock, but somewhere in between. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. All right, so if we're going to throw it back to some old movies, what about the, the whole Back to the Future franchise? Ooh. Okay. Right? Um, do, we, do we want to split them up by movie because they're different premises, or do we want to just combine them all into one? I think you could split them up because the... Um, let's see. If you split them up... I'm trying to get rid of a sound here. Hold on. There we go. Um... So, the first one, 1985 to 1955. So, what was, um, let's see, what would you think? California, 1950. Okay. So, I would do a Hefeweizen. Okay. I could see it. Yeah. Um, with like some extra orange flavor to it. Okay. Nice fruity Hefeweizen. Or like a pine flavor to it. Okay. Yeah. And then the second one goes into the future. Yep. So we've got to think futuristic beer here. So I, I, it's got to be some sort of nitro coffee stout because, you know, the whole premise of nitro in a coffee, I think I think that's what I'd go with. It, Obviously, it has to have chocolate flavor to it because that's the only way I'm drinking a stout. Sure. Um, yeah, because you you traditionally aren't a fan of stouts, whereas I'm not a fan of IPAs. Right. Um, so then the third one, the the Wild West, um, like a a whiskey barreled ale. Okay. Or a bourbon barrel, some sort. Ooh, nice bourbon barrel, bourbon barrel ale or yeah. lager. Mm-hmm. 
Ooh, maybe a Pilsner. Okay. Like maybe a Pilsner because you know it's got that that little side note of hop of uh, excuse me maltiness to it. So that could that could possibly be. I, I like it. It, it so this whole thing reminds me of like in the Drew Carey show where they were creating their own beer. Okay. Which the, their own beer that they created was um, Buzz Beer. It was a, a, a coffee beer and it had a lot of caffeine in it. And they said that their tagline was a uh, stay up late, get drunk all over again. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that does sound like what a coffee beer will do to you if you drink enough of it. And, and so I keep on thinking of stuff like that for like movies and uh, I think there should be more beer related things in movies besides like beer fest or, or like uh, those, those frat movies. Well, yeah. I was going to say like, what other movies are there like beer fest? <laughs> yeah. Well, th- cause there's, there's heavy drinking in like animal house and, uh, Van Wilder, so basically any of the National Lampoon stuff. Right. Yeah, but there's a lot of things about, like, wine. I, I can think of two movies alone, like uh, A Good Year and um, Bottle Shock that are directed immediately towards wine. I have not heard of either of those. Uh, one of them has... Um, has Russell Crowe and he's basically he inherits a house and he's trying to um, cultivate the land to make it uh, into a winery again and so he, he is it, it's it's fun it's a slow burner but it's one of those that you feel good towards the end of it right and then the other one bottle shock is um, Alan Rickman is trying to sample different wines from um, all over California and have a giant um, match between California and like England and France to see who can make the best wine. And it also has a uh, Chris Chris Evans in no Chris Pine in it um, as a young uh, guy who doesn't want to work for his dad's company but ends up you know loving it. It's okay. weird, but but yeah, I, I enjoyed both of them. But those are um, those are wine movies I can immediately think of. But beer movies, how, what do we have? <laughs> yeah, right. I don't. I don't even know. If there's that many. Let's see. I mean, there probably is. There probably is. Um. So. So then, go when you go out to like, let's say, um, theme parks, or you go out to like street fairs or festivals and whatnot, um, what sort of beer would you say fits that particular environment? Well, I, I'm always, I always, depending on if I'm going to like a, a certain theme park, there's always a certain beer I like to have at a certain place. Um, so I know, I know for a fact there's one place I go to that I specifically go to one, you know, pub and get the same beer every time I'm there. But if I go to like a, you know, if I go to like a farmer's market or something like that, or if I go to like a carnival or, or I, where, where did I go recently? The strawberry festival, which was the first time I've been to, like, you know, I'm always looking to try new things. Whereas but I think like the strawberry festival is a dry event. Yes. Strawberry festival is you need to go more than once because there's so much going on. Yeah. And you're going to get fat really easily. By eating six um, strawberry <laughs> shortcakes. Yes. And a 12 inch long corn dog. Oh God. Amazing struggle. Um, but yeah, I think like, I think most people will go to something lighter because, you know, knowing us, we live in the great state of, you know, America's armpit. Um, it's hot down here. So most people will probably do something lighter because they're not going to want something too heavy to walk around in the sun and all the heat with. Would you like me? I, I, I'd go for anything that looks tasty. Okay, so it's more flavor over function. Correct. But you also want something that's going to be strong enough that you 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 don't want to spend $20 on two beers. Correct. Yeah, because that, that, I'm always a sucker for a good deal. If I can find some sort of deal with pricing with beers, not in. But if I have to pay $20 for two beers, uh, I better be at a baseball game. 
Oh, sure. Um, so how many times have you gone to, let's say, like a Halloween Horror Nights? Recently, once. Okay. Did you get a beer when you were there? I did. Do you but re- I, I also, I, I remember it wasn't like anything out of the ordinary. I, honestly, I'm not, no free ads, but I'm pretty sure it was a Heineken. Um, it was either Heineken or something from, maybe, man, I can't remember what it was. It, it was a few years back, so you gotta, you can't fault me on that. It was almost like five years ago, the last time I went. Oh, sure. Every time I'm over there, so, I just get their Simpson stuff because it's, you know, unique. It, yeah, that's yeah. When I used to go, well, this was also I went before they finished making that outdoor bar that they have, yeah, the Duff Brewery. So I, you know, you can only get it inside most taverns. But yeah, I always go. That's that's always a go-to place right there. I always go there, try their beers. Um, or what's it called, Hogshead? Yeah, over in uh, Harry Potter Land, they have a really nice Irish red on tap. It's one of my favorites. Now, now, would you say like that, um, like, sh- shots would be more of a, like a, a scary event, like type of beverage, or would you say beer for everything? Depends, because um, it's more of a functionality versus uh, practicality. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if I'm going to be going through all these like cues and I'm trying to enjoy myself. I'll probably get beers because it takes me less time to drink a beer than it would be to drink like a mixed drink. Sure. But if I'm, if I'm there for functionality, I'm just going to get a bunch of alcohol, like, sorry, liquor drinks and just go the easy way. Yeah. Because you just want to just rock it out and get a quick buzz. Get in, get out, get in, get out, get on the way. Yeah. So, so coming up since this episode is coming out, um, around the end of, um, August, beginning of September, which is just on the the cusp of what we like to call horror season. What is some of your your favorite things that you've done um, around the Halloween time? Well, when I was a kid, um, when I was, I think it was like a freshman in high school, I think. Um, So like throwback to like uh, 2004. No, 2003. Yeah, 2003. God, so long ago. Um, we, uh, we built a haunted house in one of my friend's basements okay. and then charged people to come through and like stuff like that. So it was actually really cool because it was a decent sized place and we put up like drapes, we built fake walls, we did all this stuff. So that was a really cool thing to do when I was younger. But like recently, like I'm, I'm going to go out there and again, this is like the princess bride thing. I'm like one of those people, but like, I'm not a huge Halloween guy. Sure. I, I'm just not. Like, I know people, like, live and die and breathe off of Halloween stuff. And, I'm, like, all the power to them. Like, you, you know, whatever makes you happy. But me, that, that's just not me. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't think it was just, like, when I was a kid, like, trick-or-treating, Halloween parties, stuff like that just wasn't really, like, I guess I was, wasn't was around as much during that time of the year to really appreciate it, I guess, because of playing hockey all the time and not being around. <laughs> So then would you say that you're you're more of like a Christmas dude? Oh god. No. no. I think I'm more of a Thanksgiving person. Okay. I'm more of a Thanksgiving individual. Which is like my wife's my, like favorite holiday as well. Yeah, I cuz well, being that I like to cook, I like I think Thanksgiving is like one of my favorite times of year because like Thanksgiving is like you get like three my Siri just went off on my phone. She hears me. Isaac going off. Um, so like Thanksgiving, you get to cook all that fun stuff. And then like, it's black Friday the next day. So why not go spend a bunch of money and buy things I don't need? Sure. And then, you know, like a week later you can put up a Christmas tree. So it's like a win-win situation. So then which type or style of beer would you say normally fits well with a Thanksgiving meal? Oh, an Oktoberfest without a doubt. Okay, but but the Oktoberfests like are normally gone by before Halloween. Well, that's if you if you don't buy it correctly. There you go. <laughs> so the recommendation um, is to stock up before they're gone. Stock up, correct. Um, but yeah, like if I don't have that, like I'm usually I'm usually looking at something kind of darker, 
um, but not again, not a porter or a stout, um, but also not as hoppy as an IPA. So probably looking at like a Pilsner or a Hefeweizen, something along those lines. And and would you also choose the same beer for like the football game that happens um, on Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't. Well, it depends. If if I cooked, if I pre cooked everything, and all I have to really do is heat up a couple items and like put the turkey in the oven, then I'll probably drink more than I normally would. If I have to cook the entire meal in the day, I'm taking it slower and drinking the better beers so I can enjoy them. Yeah, because you're also going to be surrounded in the kitchen by um, objects that are radiating heat. So you're going to sweat it out, so it'll affect you a lot quicker, too. Correct. Correct. So you go for the big flavors as opposed to the uh, uh, the, the, the randomness. Correct. Correct. I dig it. Exactly. Yeah, and, and I mean, also at the same time, I guess I can go with like a, a nice like like fruit-flavored wheat beer. You know, like... Um, like a cherry like wheat, an, like a cherry wheat, yeah, or an orange flavored wheat beer, not not that that one that's one of the colors, the prime colors, and then part of like the night sky, not that one. Oh sure, um, <laughs> but like another one that like has more flavor to it that I don't need to add a piece of fruit to. Yeah, because that's just extra work. Correct. And who has the like only... oranges or stuff on them? Right. The only time I add fruit to my beer is if I'm drinking that Mexican lager that I could put a lovely, you know, pour of liquor on the top of it. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of keeping limes in my refrigerator for that reason. Yep. Because they're usually yeah, on sale. For a good lime. Yeah, they're cheap, right? You're like six for a dollar. And, and they're great when you're just hanging out near a pool. Right. Exactly more of a, a summer style or a good year round, depending on if you want, you know, tacos or just, it's just hot out and you just want refreshment. Yeah. Make a good limeade with it real quick and then oof, win, win. Oh yeah. So this is going to lead us into our uh, trivia of the episode. It's going to be our word of the week. Um, this is where I tell you a word and I'm going to have you tell me what you think it means. Sound good? Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. Let's do it. All right. It's going to be <laughs> nyctophobia. Nyctophobia. Uh, could you please use it in this? No, I'm kidding. Um, I want to say it has, well, obviously it's a fear of something. Yes. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it, it's like the fear of being paper cut. So like being nicked? Yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, it isn't, but I love it. Um, so the Greek word nux, meaning night, um, it is uh, the fear of night or darkness. Like the darkness. Yeah. Okay. I was kind of close. I was nowhere near close. I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> well, unless your your fingerprint um, creates that. That's true. Getting nicked That's at true, night. But it, nicked at night. There you go. And then you have like a random fear of a, of a giant orange couch. <laughs> um, Nyctophobia and the fear of a giant orange couch. That's right. Nyctophobia. Um, so in the 16th century, Turkish, Turkish women could initiate a divorce if their husbands didn't do blank for them. What do you think that blank is? Uh, is it nyctophobia? Uh, the, the fear of darkness. Um, it's it, you're, you're kind of close. Um, so they would divorce their husbands if they didn't do blank. Yep. Um, let's go out on the limb here and say that they uh, they wouldn't show up back home. Well, after, that's, uh, after a day. That's grounds for divorce, like in any household. <laughs> But that's true. And yeah, I mean, unless something bad happened, like your car broke down and you didn't have service in your phone or your battery's dead or something. Yeah. In, in this case, it's if they didn't pour coffee for them. Uh, wh- I'm sorry, what? Yeah. In a you six- could divorce someone for not pouring coffee. Yep. Should look at that. Yeah, because back then, coffee was such an integral part of Turkish society. Got it. Got it. Look, I learned something new today. I know, right? That's one of the purposes of this lovely podcast. Um, So we also got just two more things. Um, So apparently the subway footlongs aren't always a foot long. 
Um, the, the New York Post once measured the length of uh, subway footlongs in New York City. Um, they found that it has an average of blank inches. How many inches do you think a footlong is? Well, I'm going to go with probably like 10 and a half to 11 inches. It is indeed. It's 11 inches. Um, mostly the, the subway footlong was a registered trademark. And so it wasn't necessarily a measurement, but a trade law. So it's all about marketing. Got it. Did, uh, did, to go along the lines of that, did you see uh, that they're bringing back the $5 subway footlong? No, but... Not free advertising, but like I saw that commercial for that the other day. And it's any footlong. When you buy two or more, that's the catch. Okay. So it's more like a $10 footlong. Correct. Yes. There, there's always a catch to it. So that was the issue. Okay. So instead of where they had like their $6 one for like their, their meatballs, you can get two meatballs for 10 bucks. Correct. I still don't know if I want to go to Subway though. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Same. I'm I, right there with you. I don't know if I'd rather get like a pub sub or something down the street. Yep, I, I will wholeheartedly pay more money to go get that sandwich than I would get something else. Well, of, of course, because it just it just feels and will taste better. Right. Well, speaking of taste, um, we're going to avoid all of the taste in this next bit called the Random Trivia Generator, brought to you by randomtriviagenerator.com. So what's going to happen is I'm going to um, rapid-fire a bunch of questions at you. You try to get me an answer, hopefully the right one, as quick as you can. Are you okay. ready? Oh, God, no. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. Organic organic chemistry is centered around what two elements? Uh, the earth and the wind. Sure. <coughs> Carbon and hydrogen. Very close. Yep. See, um, I, was, I, was, I was correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, what color is vermilion a shade of? I want to say purple. It, it, it is, which is a shade of red. Oh, damn it. All right. <laughs> it, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, in which U.S. state um, is the Catalina Island located? Is it California? It is. Catalina Lot Wine Mixer. Thank you, stepbrothers. <laughs> <laughs> in, um, in 2007, Jim Carrey starred in a film in which his character was obsessed with what number? Was it 13? Close. 23. Wow. Let's see. We got two more. Um, an adventurous penguin, te Tennessee Tuxedo, had a sidekick named what? Uh, Tennessee Tuxedo had a sidekick named Alabama Architect. I like it. It's better than the actual answer, which is Chumley. I don't know. I hate it. Um, <laughs> what about the Karate Kid? Have you seen the movie Karate Kid? Uh, yes. Um, what was Daniel's last name in the Karate Kid? I have no idea. No it, idea. It I'm is LaRusso. I was going to say Radcliffe, but I knew that wasn't right. And, and finally, our last question. In the Disney movie Robin Hood, what animals play Robin Hood and Maid Marian? Are they foxes? Yes, they are. Congratulations, Chris. You survived the random trivia generator. Woo! What nice work. Um, That's what I get. You get All a right, pat on the back. Nice work. Yep. Love it. Best prize ever. Which is now going to lead us um, into our question of the episode. So we, we've, talked, uh, we've talked a lot about um, movies and television and and we've paired beers to more movies, and we've had a lovely chat. So what question would you like to ask our audience? What question would I like to ask the audience? Um, what, what's, what's their favorite summertime beverage? What is... You know, because summer, summer just started the other day. And, you know, so what's our favorite summertime beverage? Nice. What is your favorite summertime beverage? Right on. Well, they can always answer that um, by going to Twitter, which is at Did You Know Ryan O. You can also check us out on Facebook, Did You Know With Ryan O, or shoot us an email, Did You Know Ryan O at gmail.com. 
Thank you very much, sir, for joining us on this episode. You are so welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's been my pleasure. And for those of you out there, we always recommend that you find your awesome, hold on to it, and share it with the world. I've been Ryan O, and we'll see you next time.